Hello and welcome to the True Achievements Podcast, episode 94. It is a very special week. Not only do I have a brand new console sat five yards away from me, uh, we also have a very special guest on the show today. We have Randall Thor 19 Welcome to the show, Rand. Thanks for having me, uh, Rich and Dave. I really appreciated it. I, I never thought I would get a chance to be on the True Achievement Podcast, but here we go. Another podcast down. Yeah, Here we go indeed. It's a very special day for, for many reasons. Um, as Ram mentioned, we also have Dave. Hi, Dave. Hey, you all right? Very well. Are you excited? Always. Always, Always excited. Well, even more excited than normal, I hope, today. More buzzing. Uh, more buzzing than normal. The most buzzingest podcast we've ever done, <laughs> I think, today. Um, so, look, before we start, Rand, I'm sure most of our listeners know who you are, but can you tell us a little bit about yourself for those that don't? Sure. Uh, I'm Randall Thor 19 uh i do have a little catchphrase that sometimes i'll introduce myself as the man with the million uh which Ooh. is which is somebody that said said it to me in a chat of a podcast once and i kind of took it but i have over a million gamer score i was one of the f- yeah i think first f- five or seven i'm not sure but i guess like most people probably know me from the fact that i was invited to e3 to break a million gamer score on stage with xbox what a cool story that is. So how did that come about? So I ended up meeting Phil Spencer and Mikey Barr and a lot of the Xbox team back in 2015. And Phil uh, said it would would be a cool thing to maybe do that at E3. So I followed up early 2015, or early 2016 rather, and uh, they thought it was a good idea. And uh, it went from there. I went to E3 and broke the record, or not the record, but the... Uh, the gamer score on stage the milestone so people will be wanting to know what game you chose for your uh, milestone break well i didn't choose it they chose it oh okay so <laughs> it was i prepped halo 5 guardians oh, and they nice. also wanted a backup so i prepped ori definitive edition and nice. at the end it was supposed to just be halo and they changed it last minute to be ori on me <laughs> So Halo is still an iconic game. It is, it is. Cool. Okay, um let's get on with it then. This is oh actually just tell us a bit about your podcasting. So uh people might have heard your voice. You've got quite a recognizable voice, I think, and you you appear on quite a few Xbox podcasts these days. Yeah, I mean I've done my fair share. I mean we had you on uh as a guest once mm-hmm. with DRM Gamecast back in the day sure as an interview. Uh but I've been doing my own thing. Uh, it's on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash randallthor19, where I do a podcast called Xbox 2 with Jez Corden of Windows Central, where we just talk about gaming, uh, you know, all the topics that come out every week. So, Yeah, uh, it's a great listen. Make sure you check it out. Jez has been on this show before. Those that listen to that will uh, remember you, he's, uh, he's got good opinions about, on all sorts of stuff and good contacts. He knows his stuff. He knows his onions, as we say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Awesome. Well, as I mentioned before, there's a brand new console set behind me. It is an Xbox One X. Our review, and everybody's review in the whole world, seemingly, (laughs) went up at 7am this morning. It was the embargo. Our review seems to be getting a whole ton of positive feedback from most of the people that have read it, which is awesome. We've included a whole ton of stuff that a lot of other reviews haven't looked at. Um, Dave did some Pretty cool research. So this is a very unusual console cycle in that normally when a console releases, you have a ton of brand new games to review. And as much as reviewing the console, you're reviewing the the new games that come out on it. Um, Obviously, this is a a bit of a different beast. 
and what a beast it is actually if we look at the specs there is some true power underneath that uh, casing um, and the casing's quite Im impressive really it's a quite industrial brutal bit of kit it's very heavy but it's smaller than the xbox one s um, and the x and a lot smaller than the vanilla xbox one I'm never sure what to call the vanilla Xbox One. We got to calling it vanilla. It's not really vanilla, <laughs> but it's the original Xbox, but it's not the original Xbox. Oh, it's confusing. Um, so that's cool. And um, we did a load of testing with fan noise um, and found that in, in small bursts, it's a little bit louder than your original Xbox One. Um, but over time, over an average, once that initial burst of fan noise uh, dies down, it's it's actually considerably quieter. So on average, it's quieter, which is pretty cool and surprising, really, given that it hasn't got an external supply pa um, pack. All of it's built into the console itself. The other things we looked at were uh, load times, and we found that uh, for games that were installed to the hard drive, the games booted up around somewhere between 20 and 50% faster. And that in itself is uh, a pretty cool reason to upgrade for a lot of people. Brand, you had an opinion on that. You spend a lot of time waiting for games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, be like if a game if a game takes a minute to load and you're talking fifty percent faster, so you know you're talking thirty seconds. Yeah. Take multiply that over every time you need to load in the game, and then every game that you play, the system's just worth it for the five hundred dollars just for the time you'll save. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, getting achievements and and playing all the games that you can play. You know, like that's that's pretty amazing in my opinion. Yeah, and it's not just the games as well. So the dash from cold. I mean, I, I, I'm of the. I'm one of those guys that leaves mine on standby all the time now. But for those that boot up from cold, it was around a 20% um, faster boot to the dash as well, which is pretty cool. Um, obviously, the dash is the same as the Xbox One dash that's uh, in that's been pushed out over the last couple of months. I actually installed the alpha version of the dash on it uh, yesterday, so we have some new features on that. Um, including, in fact, we'll come on to that in the news later on. But it's running really smoothly. I'm still not really used to the new dash. I don't know how long I've been using it now. It feels like it's a couple of months. Those big, fat, grey, um, green borders around every button are doing my head in. Around how are you finding the dash? Are you getting used to it by now? Yeah, I mean, I've had it for some time now, and uh, yeah. I like the improvements on it. But I do have one question. How come you got the system and not Dave? Good point. Good point. <laughs> um... That is a good. That is a good question. Well, I got him to send it to head office. Uh, so, so not the Manchester branch. <laughs> not the Manchester branch. No, no. He gets all the review stuff. He gets. <laughs> don't worry. He's looked after. Mm. <laughs> he gets the cologne, cakes, and beer. I think the new dashboard's uh, pretty good. Uh, it's uh, it's fast, which is something we needed because originally it wasn't. It's definitely fast. Yeah. I'm just. The one issue I do have with it is it takes there's like an extra button press to get to everything. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm yeah, not totally a fan agree. of, but I like the new home screen. I even like the new community tab. Like I've I got used to it over the course of time. I hope hopefully the next thing they kind of redesign is the store because I'm still not that big of a fan of it. Yeah. No, I agree. The store's not great. Okay. Uh, so Dave, we had a couple of questions about the Xbox One X itself, and I haven't gone to the the games yet. I realize that we'll come onto them in a minute, but let's just rattle through some of these. Um, some of these questions. All right, so from John David Freeze, is the Xbox One X worth buying if you don't own a 4K TV yet? Okay, so this I think this is gonna really come down to whether you've already got an Xbox One S um, and how much uh, spare cash you've got lying around. 
I didn't notice a massive difference on the games playing on a regular TV. Um, obviously, you get the benefits of the um, smaller and quieter console that we just talked about, and also the improved loading times, which to some people, like Rance just said, that's enough to upgrade in itself. Um, but on a standard definition TV, or a high def sorry, a high definition TV, but not a 4K TV, I didn't notice a huge amount of difference. And I know the Xbox guys have been saying, oh yeah, those on 1080p TVs are going to you know, still benefit from it. And that's true, but I didn't notice much graphical fidelity changes. I think where you will come um, to notice a big change is on games that are struggling for power, such as Assassin's Creed Origins. Now, if you remember last week, Dave was talking about Origins. Uh, he's playing it on the normal Xbox One, and compared to the Xbox One X, build that we were playing at Gamescom, you didn't think it was performing too well? Yeah, like, that fair the, to say? the thing that I noticed, um, if you go go to, like, the eagle, the Sanu character thing, the bird, and then if you fly around a little bit with that and then go back to Bayek, quite often I was getting, like, a load time, like, maybe up to two or three seconds, I guess, where it kind of goes back into that third-person view. Whereas right, every okay. time I did that, when I played it in that hour at Gamescom, I didn't get any of that. It was just straight in, switch in and out, in and out. So, yeah. yeah. Rand, have you seen those delays? Yeah, I did notice that. I uh, I fired up Assassin's Creed because I wanted to see it, but I was going to hold off for the X version because you need games to play on it, right? Okay. And I did notice exactly what Dave was talking about. I sent the bird, and when I brought it back, there was like a three to four second load, and I was like, man, I'm going to do this a lot. This is going to take up a lot of time, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do it a lot. Yeah. Believe me, you do it a lot. Um, so it's weird for me to because I've only been playing it on the X. So that was the first game I installed because um, I want to. You know, that was that feels like a, a good game to try as the first one. Um, and I, and then, to be honest, the only time I've seen any uh, slowdown or anything at all or any sort of frame rate issues was on the very first cinematic. And I thought that is so ridiculous because they could pre-render that and not have any issues at all. But I was like, I put it in and I started it up and I was like, okay, here we go, Assassin's Creed. And then the very first scene, there was a bit of judder. And I was like, well, this is ridiculous. I've got a $500 console here and the very first thing I've looked at has got judder. But literally from that point onwards, it's just run like a complete dream. So I don't know whether I, it was a glitch in the Matrix or something, but they should, I mean, it's the very first experience for the Xbox One X for me. That was like, oh. Um, but since then, as I say, I've not had any problem with Origins at all. We're going to talk about more about the gameplay in Origins in a minute, but from a technical standpoint, that game looks and plays stunning on the Xbox One X, and you get none of the issues flipping out of the bird view. I'm going to call it bird view because I can't remember <laughs> what they're all called. <laughs> um, so, um, in that instance, you're also getting benefits. Um, obviously, you don't get the 4K graphics, but you do get the much improved frame rate and performance. Any other questions, Dave? Uh, yeah, Jody Barford, what enhanced games are you looking forward to replaying on the Xbox One X? So replaying is a good question. Um, Rand, you're probably a good person to answer this one straight off the bat. Man, replaying. You know, I, I've never been one to uh, replay games because there's always so many that come out. So yeah, it's always moving forward. But the one that... Uh, I'm going to mention two games because one I've heard looks phenomenal, and that's Gears 4. I've yes. only played through it once. I'd uh, be really interested in seeing how the campaign looks a second time. 
And the other game I, I kind of want to go back to, because there is an achievement they added in DLC, is Rise of the Tomb Raider. You know? Okay, yeah. So I've I've been playing Gears um, on my big telly at home, uh, and that is one of the... So um, they've been releasing the 4K assets for the games gradually over the last week, um, and Gears was the first one that came out. So that was one of the first things I downloaded. 105 gig <laughs> for the entire game plus the 4K assets. Um and wow, that game looks utterly ridiculous. Like with a really big 4K TV, it's the first time I've really sat down and thought, damn, this is, you know, re- seriously impressive bit of kit. It looks ridiculous. So I'm just hoping that the rest of the games can live up to that. All the time we've played um, the Xbox One X at Gamescom and all and the other events that I've been to, we've been, lo- we've been playing it on relatively small screens. Um, so to actually play it on a 60-inch um, TV was just amazing. And it really, you really do feel the benefits like that. Okay, so Dave, is there any games that you're looking forward to replaying? Not uh, really replaying. I, I deliberately stopped playing Shadow of War because I want to yeah. play that. Um, Me too. Finished the main story of Assassin's Creed just for the review, but I'm not doing anything else in that now until the one the X comes out and then... Forza 7 is the one that I kind of held off on buying just for this, really. Yeah, I, I can't wait to play Forza 7. Um, so we had another question about the 4K stuff. Prof Flop <laughs> asked us, what is the time frame on the rollout of the 4K Xbox One X enhancement patches? Will they all be ready on the 7th or earlier? So at the moment, we have Gears 4. We have... Assassin's Creed Origins that came in today. We have Call of Duty World War II, which dropped last night. We have Super Lucky's Tale. We have Killer Instinct. And there's a few other ones. There's some Disney ones that were um, like re-releases of Xbox 360 titles, like remade versions. There was some Disney stuff, uh, Disneyland Fantasia. And there's another Rare game as well that are all available now. I know that Shadow of War is releasing on the 7th, same as the release day of the X. And I think we've got actually got a list uh, on the site of all the Xbox One X enhanced games, uh, which we can link to in the, in the show notes. But um, I, th- I think they're expecting to have something like, I think they said something like 60 available for the, yep. for Thursday. They said 70 for like launch week. Uh, they were going to plan for 70, which is actually way more than I thought they'd have, you know? Yeah, me too. Especially as like there's there's been very little until yesterday. So we only had two really to to properly look at over the last week, which were Gears and Killer Instinct. Um, and then they've all started dropping all at once, which is bad news for like people's internet connections because these games are big. <laughs> like Halo. Oh, actually, the other one was Halo Five Guardians dropped last night, and that's 108 gig um, for the game plus the assets. So everyone sort of looked at that hard drive and thought, eh, terabyte, that's okay. Quantum Break with uh with all the TV stuff is 180 gigs. Oh. I mean, you don't have to download the TV stuff, but it's uh so it went from 47 gigabytes for just the game, uh to 107 gigabytes for the uh, enhanced version. Yeah, wow. so it's pretty much doubling the size of most of these games. Didn't it run at like something like was it like 720p on the Xbox? So they so it ran uh so they use, it was 720p and then they used like temporal uh, reconstruction or something to get it up to 1080p and i believe this one starts at 1080p in the temporal reconstruction up to like uh 1800 or 1440 or something or maybe it's 4k i'm not entirely sure 
I've just noticed FIFA 18 is already available as well. So there's a ton of stuff um, that's already available now. And as we say, we think around 70 to 80 games next week in time for launch. So uh, if I were you, I would turn on the setting on your Xbox One, your existing Xbox One, and start downloading that stuff. Because uh, even with a decent internet connection, my Halo 5 Guardians was looking like three hours last night. Uh, and you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna get those games straight off the bat and start playing them. I would have thought straight away the minute your console arrives. There was also um, a console update as well that I got <laughs> literally as soon as I plugged it in. So bear that in mind. There's like a I think it was only like a half a gig or something uh, console update. I wonder how many people are are going to run into data cap limits with all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean to be honest, data caps are not a big thing over here. I believe they're much more common in the states. Yeah, I mean, I I have a I have a one terabyte one with Comcast. Okay. Which you think is a lot, but I mean, you know, not for the, not for this month. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, so no, what no. happens if you go over that? Do you pay per terabyte, or is it? So they give you like three months of oh, if you go over it, no big deal. But after those three months, they charge you ten dollars for I think it's either ten dollars for every fifty gigs you go over, or fifty dollars for every ten gigs you go over. I think it's I think it's ten for every fifty. That is a lot. If you yeah. think like one game is a hundred, that's twenty bucks per game, <laughs> <laughs> which is like buying it again, <laughs> effectively. Mm-hmm. Wow, there's no real solution to that, is there? I suppose. No, because you can't even use the disc because most of these updates are going to be you have to download because they're not going to be on the Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah, the disc has a maximum of yeah. like thirty-five gig on it anyway. Okay. So, um, Massey Crofts asked us, uh, are there any features on the Xbox One X that fans can expect to be blown away by? So, features-wise, it's pretty much the same console. It's just boosted in every department. Uh, but there's no new dashboard-related things. You get, um, I think, 4- 4K streaming will be available on launch day. It's not currently available now via Mixer, uh, which is pretty revolutionary we went to obviously uh, we do some streams quite regularly uh, we went to have a look at the new Elgato 4k streaming capture device um, and that's $400 which is a, you know that's a pretty hefty investment for someone doing some streaming so the ability to be able to stream direct from the console in 4k is, is pretty huge um, apart from that it's the same OS uh, it's just that everything looks better and faster and quieter and, and smaller uh so there's nothing yeah there's nothing revolutionary on there so i got a question for you rich yes uh you mentioned the 4k capture stuff have you tested out the uh the 4k like game dvr stuff that the console has no it's not live yet it's not live yet. it's not live till the 7th uh, which is annoying because we would have loved to have tested that um for some reason it's not turned on at this moment in time but i imagine there'll be a lot of people testing that come come tuesday Okay, we have one more question on the X. Yeah, it's from Gantz. What is the first game you want to play on the fresh Xbox One X? Okay, so mine was Assassin's Creed Origins, and it, it didn't disappoint apart from the opening cutscene. <laughs> uh, Dave, what one's the first one you're going to rack out? Rack out. <laughs> um, first game, it'd probably be not new, but it'd probably be continuing Shadow of War, to be honest. Yeah, I think Shadow of War is going to look amazing. Uh, Rand, what have you chosen? <sighs> well, decision. I mean, there's there's a, there's like kind of two answers here because like I'm gonna load up a bunch of games to see like Call of Duty and Gears and Assassin's Creed and Shadow of War just to see all the improvements. But I I haven't really nailed down the first game I'm actually going to play through 
on the system. Okay. But if I had to guess, I think it's going to be Shadow of War because I'm a huge. I love the first game. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, and I've been waiting to play that. So one. you've not touched it yet. I haven't. I haven't touched it at all. Oh, you're in for a treat. It is exceptional. So how hard has that been for you, like seeing all these games and going, no, nope, leaving that one? It's it's been pretty tough. Like I want like I'm so used to just game coming out, me playing it, and then you know going moving on and playing yeah. the next one. So it's it's been yeah. I, I didn't play Shadow of War. I didn't play South Park. I didn't play uh, Assassin's Creed. I haven't played the new Call of Duty. You know I'm I'm waiting for the new system. So okay, not long to wait now. <laughs> not long now. Okay, let's move on to what we've been playing. So we teased it earlier. We've all been playing Assassin's Creed Origins. Rand's not played it much. One achievement for twenty Gs. But Dave, you have played it a ton now. How how are you getting on? To be honest, overall, I think it's probably along with like Assassin's Creed Two. It's probably like my favorite Assassin's Creed game. Ba ba ba! That is amazing. Um, everything about like the world is the world just feels. Like, I don't know when they were building up to it and they were showcasing it at E3 and things, and they were saying like. The villagers have like homes and they're actually doing things and it's not just like crowds of randomness just standing <laughs> still it, it's real. it's like that like it feels like you're in like a real world sometimes yeah. and like there's bits like there was a mission i did i had to go and fetch somebody's horse brought it back <laughs> put the horse like you had to like go somewhere the horse put it down and then well, I, the next mission said go over here so I jumped on that horse and rode off and then the guy started shouting after me like bring me back my horse you just <laughs> so, so it's like I don't, just little things like that But and then the character overall like he, he seems he's not like um, Ezio was like everybody loves Ezio don't they but mm-hmm. he seemed quite deep different layers and stuff and it, I just everything about it just got really into the story was great the world was great the only thing the combat I liked where they're going with it, but they need to refine it more. Okay, it's interesting. And this this view that you have seems to be common across the planet at the moment. Most of the um, English-speaking world on my on my Twitter timeline that's playing this game have said it's pretty much their favourite Assassin's Creed ever. And at the moment, I'm I'm like I'm trying to figure out why. <laughs> I'm, I'm nowhere near as far th- through as you are. I'm uh, probably I don't know five or six hours, but I'm finding most of it is just walking around or horsing around. Uh, riding around, I should say, uh, between points and looking at stuff. I don't find the environment particularly interesting. Um, so I'm looking forward to, the, I think when I unlock like the pyramids and some pretty important areas that I haven't got to yet, I'm hoping that it's going to grab me a bit more. I'm also finding the combat not great. So I'm looking forward to get, getting that vibe that everyone else seems to have because it's certainly got potential from where I am at the moment. It just feels a little bit dull. I think you're just riding around like the desert at the minute. Yeah, <laughs> when you get right. to like uh, Giza and Alexandria and okay. Memphis and stuff oh, like that, the, the, all the different areas seem different, unique, and I don't know. Just uh, like Egypt fascinates me anyway as like a place of being able to, you know, go and climb around pyramids and go to the Sphinx and stuff. Just like, yeah, no, that's cool. That's well cool. That. And certainly the. Um, the vistas and the, the environment, and when you do a synchronization, the whole the whole thing looks stunning. Uh, but at the moment, I'm the whole thing is like sand and tents and stuff, which is particularly, <laughs> isn't particularly inspiring. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Anyway, I I think I will spend some more time with that game over the next week and and hopefully get to the level that you guys are at. Okay, Rand, let's talk about Wolfenstein, the new Colossus. 
an amazing game. Uh, absolutely incredible first-person shooter with a pretty deep story. Uh, and if you like the, the Last Wolfenstein, uh, the New Order, uh, it's just like that, but better in every manner. In my opinion, that is, of course. Uh, it's 10 to 12 hours long. So it's, it's actually harder than the new order as well. Like I was actually dying on the third difficulty quite a bit more than I would like. Okay. Um, but it is a fantastic game. It's probably going to be my game of the year to be quite frank with wow. you. Um, that's how much I enjoyed it there. It, they've turned BJ, who's the main character of the series into like my favorite pr- protagonist with like the backstory wow. they give him. And like the inner monologue that he has, and of course, it's always you know the, the gunplay is 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 great. Yeah, uh, I have nothing but praise for Wolfenstein Two: New Colossus. Okay, I'm now gonna have to pick this up. Well, there is that one achievement that is kind of uh, making people upset in the uh, the community. Okay, tell us about it. So, like I said, the game's hard. Mm-hmm. There's like seven difficulties. Seven. Uh, yeah. There's yeah. There's easy, two mediums. A hard, a very hard, and an ultra hard. Wow! Right, and then there is, and once you beat the game, there's an achieve, there's a new difficulty called Mein Lieben, right? Yeah. And to get this achievement, you have to beat this ten-hour game, of course, first playthrough, in on the hardest difficulty setting, without dying, <laughs> and in one sitting. So you can't, you that doesn't save. You if you turn your system off, you start. So you got to do it in one sitting wow. on the hardest difficulty without dying. Can you not like cause and, the last one? Could you like yeah. cheese it? You could just play the last mission, couldn't you? I think. Nope, nope. There's no chapter select in this one. Oh. Uh, you can't skip the cutscenes. So not only every time you, if you want to go for that achievement, you got to watch all the cutscenes again. But one death, one simple death, and on that difficulty, you'll die in like a, a, two shots if you know Jeez. if you have like no health. So start you, over from the very beginning. Do you keep any weapons or mods or anything from the nope. previous? Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no game class, Nothing carries over. None of the perks are there to help you. So yeah. Wow. Okay, you will not be surprised to learn that no one on TA <laughs> has that achievement at the moment. From the seven thousand people that have started that game, no one has uh, Mine Lieber. <laughs> <laughs> at this yeah. point we will keep an eye on that and uh the moment that hits the moment someone pops that it's going to have a ridiculous ratio yeah i, I can imagine that like the, maybe five unless there's like some glitch or something you can do but on the face value of it that is a really 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 hard achievement <laughs> there's also one for collecting a thousand helmets that looks quite yeah that's not to, you get is that, that, as you play, but that sounds like a lot yeah, I mean you'd have to. I mean you 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 pick up a lot, but okay. uh, two hundred fifty collectibles too, which is no easy matter. We got to find all those, you know. So are they? Are there um. Oh yeah, there are difficulty achievements. I was just going to say there are plenty of difficulty achievements too. Quick question about that game because I got the first one, but I kind of didn't play it. I just haven't got it started yet. But Wolfenstein Two, when I seen the trailers at E three. I was like all over it. Do I need to have played the first one or could I just jump into this and Uh they they do a good job with like a previously on Wolfenstein, but I mean this one does start off literally like right where the last one ended. Okay. Um so you, you you if you play the last or the new order first, uh you obviously know the characters better and like what they went through and and all that stuff when you start this one up. I don't think you need to, but I think it helps. Okay. Cool. I didn't finish the first game, but I am a good halfway through it, so I should probably, 
I should probably do that because I was really enjoying it, but it's one of those run out of time things, which I have a million of. Okay, um, Dave. Yeah. Uh, it feels like all we're doing is talking about AAA titles. <laughs> <laughs> Something That's arrived on your uh, on your doorstep yesterday. Yeah, COD World War Two. I was super hyped for this one. Just going back to what COD should be in my eyes, rather than all the triple jumping and XO suits and all that crap. Um, <laughs> I'm. I've not. I've probably played about two, three hours of probably split between the campaign and the multiplayer. Okay. First thing up, campaign. Call of Duty's. I always play them on veteran, not because I'm elite, but they're, they're not that bad on veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, probably since World the grenade bam that was World yeah, at War. It was pretty simple. Wow, this you don't have regenerating health like every other Call of Duty that I've played. You have a health bar, and you have uh, there's like another soldier on the battlefield with you, who has like this. Uh, little circle that builds up then you can get health off him and then you've got to wait for it to go around again and build up again so a lot a lot a lot of dying like to the point where I was just like it was pretty late so I was probably a bit tired for it but (laughs) it's I probably died on the the first bit it is D-Day and you're like doing the storm in the beach thing. Okay. I probably died about 30 times getting to the first checkpoint off the boat. Wow. And I was like, why is this happening? And then I was like going in cover, wait, because it doesn't explain this health thing to you till a little bit further in. Oh. So I was just like, what's going on? Why are hiding? Like, why is my health not building up? They're pretty generous with the checkpoints. Like, you'll have like a bit of a scare mission and like there's another checkpoint. So it will, it's going to be doable, obviously, but. Mm. It's just not. It's a lot harder than. Okay, that's interesting. Interesting. One. I wonder if that was a conscious decision. Well, because it's an actual mechanic. It yeah. is, is like you have to request the health. Um, you have to request ammo off somebody. Like you know, normally the guns drop on the floor and yeah. they're always full. Like I was struggling for ammo at points through it as well, getting through that first bit, having to run around find a body to pick up a gun, and that had like twenty shots in it or something. So. It is gonna. I think it might be a, a bit of a slog to finish from what I played. Like I was com- contemplating just going down to an easier level because what I played, the story seems good. Graphically, it looks amazing. Yeah. Like the, that that bit going into the beach looked amazing, and I, I thought it was like a. I thought it was a cut scene, but then I could actually take control and move oh, around and straight off the boat and stuff. And it was I like, wow, that's really impressive. Awesome. Okay. Well. um we will be streaming Call of Duty World War 2 uh, next Thursday and uh, we have a copy of the game to give away during that stream so please join us for that I will probably not be playing it on Veteran <laughs> given what Dave has just said uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah otherwise that will be a, a quite a frustrating frustrating stream for all concerned uh, but please <laughs> join us for that <laughs> and we'll be playing on the Xbox One X too uh, so we will see if we can do a 4K stream somehow or other um, so that should be quite cool um, Rand, there's another launch title. In fact, having said that this is an unusual console that doesn't have any particular launch games with it, I tell a lie really because Super Lucky's Tale has been released to coincide with the launch of this console. Indeed, it has. How are you finding it? Uh, I actually quite enjoy it. I posted my review today, it's on my channel. Uh, I gave it an 8 out of 10. I, uh, okay. I was pleasantly surprised by the game. I had no expectations going in, first off. Maybe that helped, 
Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think it's a pretty fun platformer. A lot of variety in the levels that you do. It has these kind of uh, open world levels where you go and you you know you try to get to the end and you collect all the like lucky the lucky letters uh, to get the clovers. But yep. then it also has like two D side scrolling levels which are quite different. And even has like a bunch of mini games like uh, sliding puzzles and and uh, like where you turn into like a, a super small character and they put you in a ball so it's, you like roll around in the marble. And then there's even kind of like an endless runner segment. So there's a lot of variety, a lot of different levels. Uh, it took me seven hours to complete and uh, it's, it's going to be an easy thousand. I'll just say that. It's going to be uh, pretty easy. I played one, I think it was only one level, but I played... I played it through twice because I enjoyed it so much. And I don't normally like platformery games like this, but as you say, there's a ton of variety. It's very Nintendo. Yes. It's really well done. It's really, you know, the, the mechanics are bang on. And again, we will be streaming this next week, and uh, I don't think we have a copy of it to give away, but we will be streaming this early at uh, some point next week. Well, I guess Monday it will be because it's out on Tuesday. Uh, so check out the homepage of True Achievements to see when we are streaming that game. I have a four-year-old daughter, which is an interesting way to start a game review. But she loves Moana. <laughs> and uh, Just Dance 2018, uh, I saw a trailer for about a month ago, and they've introduced a kids' mode, including the main song from Moana, the Disney film, or Pixar film. Uh, so I picked it up at the weekend, and it was uh, my wife's brother's birthday, so he also came over, and we spent a couple of hours dancing around my living room playing Just Dance 2018 uh, and we had an absolute blast it was so much fun it is a brilliant party game it can track up to six people at once a lot of the songs have multiple parts um, so like some of them are divided into four different dance moves so you've got four different people can all do different things um, following the characters on screen it's, it's really well done I rattled through 10 achievements for 110 G's I think it will be quite a long completion, but it, you're going to have a ball doing it uh, as long as you've got people to play it with. Uh, so I highly recommend checking that out. Uh, I also downloaded Skyfall's Anniversary, which is something we streamed last year just while I was waiting for other stuff to download. <laughs> I wanted something to play while I was waiting for 106 gigs of Gears of War. That game's awesome. Uh, really cool vertically scrolling shoot 'em up uh, with loads of uh, like uh, power-ups to get and challenges on each level. It's just a very, very cool game. It's pretty grindy, though. Uh, to get the full thousand is going to take you a long time, but it's, it's a lot of fun. It reminds me of the old arcade games I used to play, like 1942, stuff like that. I uh, highly recommend it. You can still pick it up. It's pretty cheap. Uh, and then, Rand, you played something that we streamed last week, which is a pretty unusual game. I'm not even sure how you pronounce it, but I'm going to go with Air, Memories of Old. Yeah, um, it's a... It's... It's an exploration game, kind of in the vein of Rhyme meets uh, like Abzu or something. Yeah, where it's just it's just kind of a laid back experience. Very short. Uh, I think you can beat it in like two hours. Uh, but I, I actually kind of dig these type of games. You know, you don't really got to think much. You kind of just are in the experience of it. Um, yeah, I had a good time playing it, and it's an easy completion, uh, like an hour and a half if you want to follow a guide. Uh, it's fifteen dollars. A little bit expensive for what it offers, but yeah, I uh, you know, I mean, it is what it is, right? Yeah. So basically, you just walk it around, and then you can turn into a bird and you yeah. can fly off and yeah, visit so islands. It's like a like quite Abzu, a big map. 
Abzu, you swim around. This one, you turn into a bird and you can fly and you, you go f- find the, the objectives it wants you to do. And then, yeah, it's a very short game. Uh, pretty cool, though. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed what I played of it too. It's, there's a ton of guides on TA for it, um, so you'll be able to get that 1,000 pretty easy if you follow those guides. All right then. Oh, baby. Should we give away a game? <laughs> In fact, let's give away air. Yeah, why not? So, right, the first part of the code is D2JC3RYKVW. 7J24P, and then we'll give the second part away a little bit later. Cool, and that's the winner copy of the game we were just talking about. I like that L- little tease, like, hey, here's here's the first part of the code, but still listen later because the other part of the code's coming up. <laughs> you got to keep him hanging on, Rand. <laughs> you got to keep him hanging on. Right, let's move on to regular news, Dave. What's been happening in the world of Xbox? A lot this week. We've had tons of stuff. Uh, let's kick off with some stuff from the Insider program. Uh, someone who we know who because he's been on site a while. I think you've podcasted with him around Mr. Black Magic, now working at Xbox. They announced for the insider program that you can now remove some people say hide, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. Uh, you can now remove the zero gamer score games from your profiles if that bothers you, which it does. For Hell me yeah, it does, reason. especially the betas that they put on there for whatever reason and those demos. Yeah. Ah. Finally, like I was, I've been asking for this feature for so long, and it's nice that uh, Magic was able to uh, put that in there and uh, give it to the community because he knows he he wanted it too, and he knows the community wanted it. So yeah. <laughs> the next announcement is going to be anyone with a gamer tag, Mister Black Magic, gets an instant million gamer score added to their. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool like... if the, like the next announcement was like, oh, and. Uh, there's like a platinum trophy now for Xbox or something. Ooh. That'd be that'd be pretty interesting too, you know. Okay, watch this space. <laughs> You're gonna get loads of upset people. Now. Is that inside knowledge? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, congrats. To, yeah. Congrats to Mr. Black Magic for his new position at Microsoft. Um, cool. So I haven't bothered doing any of that because the only time I ever look at games lists it's on TA and we don't put the uh, non-gamer score games on there. So, I did because the, with on the second Xbox, the kids have to sign in as me to play download games. So I've just got a ton of stuff that I'm never going to play on it. I am bread and stuff like that. Like that. <laughs> that was one I was happy to remove the other day. I am bread. Like, Easy bye. completion. I am bread. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Rad, have you gone through and removed a ton of stuff already? Yeah, I mean, I went through and I removed all the betas and stuff and, and things like that because I, I never wanted those on there in the first place. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, next story. Another insider feature is Xbox Game Gifting. So it's just a, you go to the store, there's an additional little button that says buy as a gift. I think it's like the codes are actually region locked is a thing at the moment. Yes, that the codes are region locked. So... What that means, if I were to buy Rich or Dave a game, considering me, me, I'm in me. the United States, if I bought it for Rich, uh, he wouldn't be able to redeem it. I could still buy it, but Rich wouldn't be able to redeem it. However, Rich could then re-gift it to somebody else, or I could... In the U.S. Yeah, he could re-give it to somebody in the U.S., or I could... Because it gives you the code. So it sends a message on Xbox Live with the code that you can redeem, and also emails you 
with the 25-digit code. So there are there are a lot of restrictions on it, but I think a lot of them are reasonable. Uh, but there are some people that really aren't fans of the whole region locking thing so because the. What if I were to change my console region to the U.S. and then try and redeem it? You could probably do it like that, but I haven't tested it, so I'm okay. not sure. That might be against terms and conditions, so I'm definitely not advocating yes, anybody that does is. that. Yeah. Please I don't don't listen to Rich. Don't listen. Don't do that. You, you might get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I've got the FBI knocking down my door now. It's uh, early days, though, so it could be something. I don't know if that's like they've got to keep that. I don't, I'm not sure, but it's probably something to look at if they can solve it. They will. Um, as well, I think if I gift you a game that you already own, I think you can get a refund, can't you? Yeah, I saw. I saw your Mikey Barra tweet about that. that yeah, the person can get a refund if they wanted to. And. Um, this counts for sales too? I believe so. So the interesting question is, what if I have gold and I want to gift a game that is on sale to gold members to someone that doesn't have gold? So they limit you on that. I don't uh, really do that. that would make so, sense. So you can, you can give two gifts of a game that's on discount for the 14 days like and the timer starts when you first buy that game so okay. uh that's how they get around that and you can only give 10 gifts uh 10 gifts that are on discount in a 14 day period okay uh, well that sounds reasonable but there's no limits sure. there's no limits on like full price games they just have a limit on the uh the games that are on discount okay cool well it's a cool feature and i'm glad they've added it because um i think people will use it quite a lot yeah, I'm gonna, gonna cool you, uh, I'm gonna gift you. I'm gonna gift you super. Uh, or not super. I'm gonna gift you uh, Soldier Drinker Pro. Oh, what a treat! <laughs> Thank you. I have to change my region though. We had to play it. <laughs> okay. Um, this next story was interesting, Dave. Tell us about this one. Xbox Quests has been introduced. Uh, unfortunately, it's US only. Oh. Yes. You're in the USA. <laughs> <laughs> no. What if I change my uh, region on my console to? <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, every month they're going to give you uh, some little some goals. Like the ones for November are easy, simple, quick. Uh, log into Mixer app on the Xbox One for five different days. Increase your gamer score by four hundred points. Never going to be able to do that. And download two games with gold. Um, you do that, you get entered in. Contest to win like a 55 inch 4K Samsung TV every month, nice. which isn't bad. Not bad. You can um, imagine there's gonna be, be a lot of people yeah. that would qualify for that. Yeah, so that's, that's okay. Cool. cool idea, though. I like it. Yeah, and it, you got to be gold, though, to do it. So you got to be gold and in the US. Yeah. Well, hopefully, they'll, hopefully they'll introduce it to uh, other countries soon. Um, we have some new additions to Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, so these, every month they add a few more. In this month we've got Halo Wars Definitive Edition, Mega Man 9, Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, uh, only available through the service until January 31st, if you're interested in that one. Oddworld, New and Tasty, Resident Evil, Skyforce Anniversary, and World of Van Helsing Death Trap. So that's interesting with Phantom Pain only being available for two months. I wonder, or three months. I wonder why. That must be a licensing issue. Crowbar it in. Three months is probably enough to play play through quite quite comfortably, though. Um, Rand, what are your thoughts on Game Pass? 
Uh, I mean, I think it's a fantastic service. Uh, I'm subscribed, even though uh, I own pretty much everything <laughs> on there. But I, I just wanted to support a fantastic uh, thing. I mean, can you imagine having this as a kid? Because I was I thinking know, about this. I like, a hundred games, you know, for a super low price. Uh, I think it's... I, I'm, I'm not sure if it's the future of gaming, but uh, I think it's a fantastic value, you yeah. know, if you're... If you if you don't have a lot of games to play, or, or you know if you're like a mom buying a system for their son or something, and it's like you input your information and boom, you can play whatever well what, what whatever's in there. And Metal Gear Solid Five's a, a great game, you know, even if it's only in there for a couple months. I mean, that's only going to cost you what ten dollars. Yeah, for sure. Want to play through it? So oh, good deal. Oh, anniversary's in there as well. How weird is that? That was the one I was just recommending for anybody who's picking up like uh, an Xbox One at Christmas, then. Game Pass, EA Access, just like it actually comes with a code for is it one month Game Pass? I think yeah, yeah, Um, with new Xbox One Xs. So um, yeah, amazing, amazing deal. The thing, the only thing that I would be struggle with is choosing what to play. It's like there's a hundred games here. Um, Fortunately, on the True Achievements website, we have an Xbox Game Pass page. Uh, it's linked from the footer, and you can see what the user ratings are for all the games, so it can help you make your decision. You can also see what the completion times are, what the TA score is, completion percentages, etc., etc., etc. So uh, we try and make it easy for you <laughs> as best we can. Uh, next story. Oh, games with gold. Yeah, just a quick reminder, if you haven't done it already, Trackmania Turbo and Nights into Dreams are now free with games with gold. Trackmania Turbo is free throughout the month. And then Nights into Dreams is free until the 15th. Cool. And they've still got time to download the Turing test if you haven't already, which is a good game. And In it, fact, it's also our... Yes, go on. It is also <laughs> the playlist game for November. So if you want to take part in that, download it for free. Yeah, it's good. I struggled without a guide, though, I have to say. Um, I'm not clever enough for that game. <laughs> uh, next story... Uh, Telltale have announced the uh, the Walking Dead the Telltale series collection so it's basically The Walking Dead seasons 1 and 2, Michonne and New Frontier all bundled into one pack. Cool, at a good price? I think it's 50 bucks and I'm pretty sure it's going to stack Oh really? Because the whole thing with this one is that they're enhancing the game for the, like with their new like yeah. engine improvements they've like in a lot of their press stuff they compare the screens and it sounds like like they're not going to update the older versions so this m- might be separate which means you're probably looking at like 4000 gamer score or whatever it would be yeah but uh, people are going to be upset that they ha- would have to rebuy the walking dead yet again you know if that's the case yeah, yeah. So. that's a uh, rental if ever there was one <laughs> but if you've not played them those games are awesome. Yeah, yeah, and it's coming December the fifth that is available. So, okay, so a lot of talk around the feedback on our uh, Xbox One X review was about uh, there's a few Sony fanboys got in there. It's like, well, this is all very well. You might have the most powerful console, but where are your exclusives? And we finally got a release date for one of them, Dave. Yeah, Player Unknown Battlegrounds is releasing on December the twelfth into game preview and we don't know if it's going to have achievements yet do we 
the preview unknown. Yeah, sometimes they do, sometimes, sometimes they, they don't. Do, sometimes they do. Uh, Rand, have you had a chance to play this game at all? I have not. I'm waiting for the Xbox version because I don't play games on PC. No. Uh, man, it's the gaming phenomenon, though. I hear they just passed 19 million sold on <laughs> <Yep>. PC. So <laughs> this this game, there's no stopping it. It's it. I'm kind of curious to see how it's going to play out on Xbox. I'm interested in seeing what the achievements are going to be, considering it's a multiplayer-only game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I know Mike Ybarra loves it, so yep. I wonder if he's going to have any input on what the list is, because I'm sure he'll create some doozies if he, if he, if he does, you know? Um, so we played it a little bit. Uh, I've, I've watched more than I've played of it, to be honest. I've watched quite a lot of people play it. It's, everyone streams it everywhere. Any streaming platform you look at, it's all player on no battlegrounds. And um, it, it does view really well. It is, it is a good watch uh, compared to a lot of other games. Um, and the one or two games I've had of it, I could totally get why people love it. It's really intense. Um, so I'm really looking forward to playing this. December the 12th is pretty close to Christmas. That's probably... I'm trying to remember a game that was released that close to Christmas Day of this of that import. Uh, I can't actually remember one recently. Normally they're sort of the big ones finish sort of end of November. Off the top of my head, the last time a big profile release game came out in December was Far Cry three. Okay, so we're talking what, five years ago yeah. probably? Yeah, no, for whatever reason publishers avoid December. Uh mm. but they're also uh which is kind of weird, but maybe not really there's also going to be a physical version of this game yes. in stores that comes with the download code and not a disc. Okay. Um, so, Dave, for game preview games, is it true that once you buy the preview, when the full game comes out, you automatically get upgraded to that version without having to pay more? Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's worth bearing in mind for those of you who... Because uh, this is it is possible that the preview might come out without achievements. Um so it gives you every reason to still get it and play it and have fun with it uh, if you know you're going to get the full retail, which will have achievements. To so me, I'd be quite happy for the preview not to have achievements because then you can just play it and enjoy it and see what everybody's you know, finding with it rather than concentrating on getting 700 kills with the worst gun in the game to get that achievement and stuff oh, like that. Oh, they won't have things like that. I'm going to go out on a limb <laughs> and say it'll have its achievement list available when the game comes out immediately. Like as soon as... Preview. And, and as soon as the preview is up, twelve twelve, it'll have a thousand gamer score. Uh, I think, I think the game's too important to Microsoft not to do that because they they've really heavily invested in this game. Yeah, they talk about it a lot, and uh, mm-hmm. I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna go out and it's not gonna be like your normal game preview game. So I think it'll have no, achievements. I I would tend to agree with that. So um, I think we're all quite looking forward to that. It's only a month and a bit away now. Going back to that thing you said about you know it coming a physical version with a digital code, I think I saw as well. Cuphead's getting that yes. as well, isn't it? It's actually smart because it gives uh, those games uh, a retail presence. You know, people yeah, sure. shopping for their gifts for their friends or coworkers and loved ones. Exactly, holidays. Isn't yeah, it? and it's like okay, so here's PUBG, thirty dollars. Here's Cuphead. You know, I can, I can. It's more sales for developers. I think it's actually pretty smart. Yeah, it's a better price point as well for those. You know, not everyone wants to spend sixty bucks on a game for a friend or something. So it's a much better price point for for casual gifting. Um, so I think it's a good thing too. Cool. We had some back and pat news. Uh, Deadly Premonition and the EU Japanese version of Deadly Premonition went backwards compatible this week, and that was it. It's very 
slow week on the back compat front. Do you? Can I ask you a question, Rich? Yes. How are you on the whole uh, original Xbox back compat stuff not having achievements? Um, we talked about this a bit last week. So I imagine crowbarring them in would involve a big rewrite of the original games. So the achievement system has evolved quite a lot since the Xbox 360 now, where um, back in the day, all the games had to have it written into where, where the games would effectively manually pop the achievements themselves, which is why when things broke, it was very difficult to go and get them fixed. Um, since the Xbox One's come out, the, the achievement system's completely different, and it's it's based on um, stats triggers. So it's almost it's up to Microsoft to pop the achievements, and the games just fire off the stats. So to go and then backward fit retrofit achievements into those games is going to be very tricky. Plus, they're also going to need the original developers, or at least someone that's familiar with the code. Um, and we're talking what are we, 15 years, even longer, some of these games. So going and and finding the original people to do that is, would, would you would, be would very, you have been more interested or to trying out some of those yeah because i'm totally not interested at the moment <laughs> so there would have been some interest there um but yeah uh for sure no if they'd have put achievements in i would definitely have gone back and got some of them certainly the um the star wars game that everyone goes crazy about because i've not played that yeah the star that star wars and maybe ninja gaiden black there's a couple mm-hmm. there's a couple good ones on there but it's just like I don't even really care for 360 back and pad, like let alone yeah. original yeah. Xbox. You know, you must yeah. have played everything you wanted. To play yeah, 360. Though, right? Yeah, <laughs> you played so many games. So many games. <laughs> so little time. Okay, let's open the mailbag. Okay, so the first one is from Mike Pitch. Yes, off the path with Game Loft closing games on Windows Phone. What's the future of Xbox Mobile gaming? And he'd like to see the Razer Phone adopt. XBLL enabled games. This is a good question. So, Rand, you you do a podcast with Jez. Mm-hmm. He's a a big Windows Phone. Well, he used to be a big Windows well, Phone. He was. Yes. Even even he <laughs> is losing his enthusiasm for the platform, or it's been beaten out of him by Microsoft's um, <laughs> lack of support. What do you feel about Windows? I imagine you've at some point had a Windows Phone game, and and got... I did have a Windows Phone. Uh, I got rid of it because it wasn't supported. I'm currently an android user ah mm-hmm. oh, man i don't i i think they're not gonna do anything like i don't know like part of me thinks that with the success of the switch maybe there'll be like a mobile xbox at some point because the switch is like killing it yeah. right now but something tells me that microsoft isn't really interested in that area at all and neither is like sony for that matter no. and and they were used to be big into uh portable gaming yeah uh, sure. I, th- I think Android and iOS just have such a stranglehold on that stuff. But there's no reason and they couldn't release games on Android with Xbox achievements. No, no. I mean, they do. I mean, isn't Minecraft yeah, on true. there, right? Yeah. And and a couple others like uh, Wordament, Wordament or yeah. whatever. Uh, I think Microsoft is kind of just focused on, on the Xbox platform. Uh, and I don't think you'll see like a phone. Maybe I don't know. There's always those rumors of Surface Phone, right? Yep. Of like maybe that happens down the road or something. But I don't know if it'll be focused on gaming or anything. No, I think they've lost too much money with the Lumia debacle. Can I call it that? Um, that I think you're right. They're certainly not going to look at making their own hardware. Um, but maybe they will allow UWP 
uh, uh, Xbox achievements on UWP titles, and then you could see them on other platforms. Um, it's certainly possible. Uh, next question. Okay, next one is our question of the week from Scott Campbell. Do you ever regret getting into achievement hunting? Okay, there's one person I want to ask, and it's not you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Rand, do you ever regret getting into achievement hunting? Uh, that's a pretty deep question. Do you ever regret? I mean, some days, yes, honestly. I mean, especially, I don't know, because I, I used to go pretty hard at it back in the day where uh, I, would st- I wouldn't I would go out, you know, without with friends because I would be playing a game. So there is some kind of regret on that end. But uh, you're not like that now, though. I mean, the, you, you, you've dialed it back a bit. Yeah, I've dialed it back quite a bit from what I, from what it used to be. You know, I mean, you look at like how much money you spent over the years on playing games like Barbie, My Horse, <laughs> and Me Too. Maybe I regret playing those. Like, yeah, those are regretful decisions. You know, like, yeah, I wish I wouldn't have played those. Uh, but and the thing is, like, I've I've loved video games like ever since I first played an NES. Uh, so I don't regret like getting into it. Maybe I regret spending more time than needed into it, you know, yeah. like uh, more than I should have, like playing some of those games. But uh, I guess as like a, like an answer, I s- no. Good. I mean, I, maybe, maybe like, I don't know. Instead of being a hundred percent go, maybe I should have did it like eighty five percent or something. You know? Yeah, that's cool. So. On the other hand, though, you do get the um, the games where you just pick them up for a gamer score and they turn out to be amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Hidden gems, yeah, for sure. Um, that is that is one of the cool things. Like I I, I do the indie reviews on the channel, and uh, I know you guys do your yeah we do your streams on streams. Mixer. Yeah, like the hour, and some of them it's like you play it and you're like, you can t- tell media like, oh man, this game's not going to be any good. Yeah, uh, what, what am I, I doing? Not to say that, <laughs> you know, and like, but then some some other times you play it and you're like, wow, this game is actually kind of cool, and I wouldn't have tried it if it weren't for the achievements or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely true. That is definitely true. Um, Dave, you're you're not obsessive, but you've got a healthy score. Uh, yeah, but I I try not to let it dictate to me what I will and won't play like. Uh, I, when I play, I try and get the achievements in it, but if it's gotten unobtainable, I'd, like, I'm not going to cry over it. I'll no, still not like Jack. Like, I'm probably... I hit, like, Call of Duty now. I, I don't like zombies, the zombie mode. I just I never got any of the zombie achievements in either Call of Duty, so it's not stopping me playing a game of what I play, because even though I know that there's a lot of zombie achievements, for example. Yeah. Rand, would you not play a game if it had unobtainables, or do you not care about that? No, I've never cared. Like, if, I, if there's a game... Uh, that I wanted to play the achievement list never has dictated whether or not I would play it. Uh, completions I, I do like getting them, but they weren't like yeah. the be all end all. Um, so no, the achievement list has never factored into me no not okay. starting a game. You know, are you still like heavy into achievements? Kind of like in the past, I listened to you on Gamer Score podcast and this podcast, and it was always. Gamer score, gamer score focus. Whereas now, like you're doing, just like Xbox and PlayStation news and stuff on your YouTube channel and your podcast. So, are you just more into gaming as a whole, or do you still have that burning desire for achievements? Um, yeah, more into gaming in the whole. I, I got a PlayStation, and I, you know, been playing a lot of the games that I missed over the course of time on there. And I have no interest in trophies <laughs> whatsoever. 
so uh yeah because i mean like i hit the million which was a goal i had set at one point and then after that i i just thought like well what's next yeah. two million you know, it just doesn't have the same as as the million it's like you know and i was like hey you know i'm starting this youtube thing you know i i try to like i at least like we'll talk about the achievement list or trophy list in the review uh to say hey some some people you might want to get this if you're into that sort of thing but you know, it, it, I, I kind of completely moved back from there. I haven't felt the pull, I guess. Like, because there were times where I would feel the pull to put up a lot of points and score, <laughs> but I haven't felt that in a long time. So, okay. it, it's it's kind of a weird feeling, to be honest with you, because there were times back in the day where that's all I like felt. Like, I'd be grinding 24 uh, 7. I don't know what happened. I think, I think hitting the million kind of yeah. was like it. It was like, all right you know it's over you know like you've been released yeah i don't know but that's how it was for me at least yeah no that's cool i'm I'm in a similar boat uh that achievement lists don't dictate them to me but i do it's been a while since i've got a completion i do feel like i should actually try and sit down and complete something um but it's just at the moment i don't know how many games i've got on the go and need for speed uh drops on ea access today and that was my most enjoyable demo that we played in the whole of gamescom out of the 40 however many games we played so that's like rather than me carrying on with assassins and going back to shadow of war and carrying on with fifa and all the other 20 games that i've started in the last three weeks i'm going to be starting a new one tonight (laughs) so um you can't you can't get too crazy about it um just enjoy games for games man (laughs) next question uh, this is from Jordan, and he said, Rand, will you ever be more than the man with the million? <laughs> yeah, some people like that intro, some people don't. That was that was someone, someone said to me on TXR Podcast, like, oh, you're the man with the million, and I kind of took it over. And it's just, it doesn't really mean much. I just say it because it was kind of like a catchy kind of intro. You know, like, hey guys, what's going on? Randall Thor 19, the man with the million. Like, you know, some people ask me, oh, what does this stand for? Oh, the, you know, and... I mean, maybe down the road, you know, if if YouTube ever really, you know, because I don't do YouTube full time, obviously, uh, I just like doing it as a hobby. But I mean, like, it'd be cool to do it full time if if the opportunity presented itself, you know. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But like, you know, gamer score on Xbox is just a part of who I am. You know, like, not a lot. Of, like, like Rich said, how many people have a, have a million gamer score? Twenty two out of what Six seven billion, billion? We seven, i mean yeah. it's like <laughs> it's at least there is some you know bragging rights there or uh right. yeah so it's like why not promote it you know why not because it gives it kind of a, it's like you know, there are a lot of people on youtube and other places that really don't play any games right yeah but Just like about <laughs> right in the intro I, i'm basically telling you is like yeah i played the greatest games down to the you know my horse and me yeah exactly so i've run the gamut you know yeah that's good man it's it's cool okay this is a great question from crowbo yeah dave crow do you prioritize gamer score versus time taken to earn it completion percentage easily earned or something else when gaming achievement hunting Okay, so we've sort of covered some of this in what we've just spoken about, but I think back in the day, this is probably a more relevant question for you, Rand. So when you were when you were getting to your million, were you prioritizing the quickest games, or were you looking at easy completions, or or what was your what? If you had to, let's say you're on 900k and you've got 100k to go, what? 
how do you decide what the next game you pick up is? So I've been in phases on that as well. At the beginning, it was all about amassing the score and playing, you know, playing the, the getting the most out of the time I had, right? So yeah. game of score versus time taken. But then I came, became a completionist and I would try <laughs> to complete everything and it didn't really matter. I just would play one game into the next. Uh but there, there, there is come. There is a point. Like, say you get like nine hundred gamer score, and the next achievement was sixty hours long. Oh. I move on because uh, at some yeah, point, yeah. there's just like, okay, do I re- do I really care about getting this completion? Because it doesn't really mean anything at the end of the day. Only it only means something to yourself. I mean, that's what gamer yeah. score is in general. So I was like, I could spend sixty hours grinding this out, like Gears of War three, for example. You get all the achievements sure. in it, and it's like, am I really going to spend a month, 500 hours, trying to get seriously 3.0? Like, no, because I would rather play 100 other games in that same amount of time. Yeah, exactly. You know? that, yeah. That's kind of where I am with that. I agree. I'm totally with you on that. Um, cool. That was a cool question, though. Thank you, Dave. Okay, last question this week is from F- Fuzzy Belvedere. <laughs> <laughs> Great tag. Would something like badges be an acceptable addition to Gamer Score, a la Xbox Quicks or Mighty Barra's comments on possible changes? Okay, so I haven't seen his comments. You have. Uh, Dave, did you see them? You have. It was a couple of months ago. When it, I think, oh, a couple of months ago. Most of it was around these, these certain people who invest 100 hours into Call of Duty and are really good at it, but their Gamer Score doesn't reflect that, I think. was Okay, yeah. So, so he hinted at a way for... Gamers that are more focused on playing a single game a lot, uh, having a way to show off their accomplishments in that game beyond gamer score. So Fuzzy's guessing badges, um, I guess, from the question, which sounds to me like quite a cool thing. Um, If you had additional badges or tiles or awards from a game that you could then show off on your Xbox profile, I think that's a a pretty cool idea. I have no issue with that. I think it would work well. Brand, what do you think about this one? Yeah, the question is the question is like, will Microsoft allow? Um, like, because where would badges go? You well, know? they go on your profile, so um, I assume you'd have like a like a badge holder <laughs> that you could fill. I mean, like an, another another tab in the. I, I I mean, it'd be cool, but I just don't see that happening. And and uh, you know that what he's talking about was when I had I had Mike on the podcast not too yes. long ago, and he talked about this. Uh, He's yeah. He wants to highlight people that you know play Call of Duty and are really good at it. The question is, I'm wondering how they're going to do that. Uh, maybe more statistics, yeah. or you could compare it to people or something like that. It's I don't know. The achievement system and all that stuff has kind of remained relatively the same ever since it launched, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Apart from challenges, I suppose. Well, the challenges which never caught on. You know, right. pe- they basically dropped dropped it. They have added achievement rarity, which is awesome, and yep. the uh, the rare achievements, which I think are pretty cool. Yep. Um, they're uh, always by the way, through. Horizon Three added Jack. How many challenges today? Forty three, one out. I think forty three challenges today were added to Horizon Three. Why? So, so Why? Not everyone is dropping it. <laughs> I don't understand. Got to get those challenges. <laughs> I mean, I get the concept of challenges, but like. People care about achievements because they give you something tangible. Like, they give you points towards your overall gamer score. Challenges yeah. did nothing. 
Mm-hmm. Agreed. I don't know why anybody th- at Microsoft thought like, yeah, people are going to gravitate to this. Uh, nobody uses them. That's why no, like they dropped them. But you know, the, I would love to be able to like go to Microsoft and like to pick the brains of people that talk about the like that. You know, decide these things. Like, why isn't there a completion badge? Like, what is mm. what is stopping you from saying, like? Whether it was like say in my profile it's Randall Thor nineteen right, and say I have a thousand completed games, why not have like right next to my my name you know in in brackets or parentheses a thousand to signify I have a yeah. thousand completions? There's got to be some way to show show something like that, right? Yep, it's called TrueAchievements.com. <laughs> I guess sign up today, folks. <laughs> um, I'd look, I think that'd be cool. I think this would probably work better on the hubs, on the game hubs themselves. So if you gave the devs a way to say, right, this is these are their, our, I don't know what you call them, our awards that are not to do with achievements. And you, when you go to the game hub, then there's a special section for it that's tied to that game. So it doesn't it doesn't interfere with your other profile stuff. It doesn't you know get in the way. But for those that play a lot of Call of Duty, they're going to be in that hub a lot. They could see those things. I think that would work. They could do something around. Every game's got those stats, like uh, you know, like. Like I don't know, Destiny at the top of mid's got like your light level, uh, your power level, and stuff yep. like that. Mm-hmm. So they could they could maybe make a, them stats into some sort of like nice image for each game that sits. At, you know, cause at the minute, it's just a list of stuff at the top of the achievement list. They could do something like you know, like maybe like a gamer card type thing. You know, so you got the game and your stats in there, so that you can see nicely and compare with people. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Um. As long as it doesn't mess up achievements, I think none of us mind. No. No, exactly. Right, Dave, do you want to rattle through uh, the new achievement lists? We've had quite a few. Had a few this week. Yay! <laughs> All right, okay, so the big ones this week, Call of Duty, 50 achievements, 1,000 game score. Neve Speed, Payback, 53 for 1,000. Uh, Spin Tires, Mud Runner, 58 for 1,000. Disneyland Adventures 49 for a thousand. Zoo Tycoon Ultimate Animal Collection 59 for 1500 gamer scores. Wow. So that, that, that the original game was a thousand, wasn't it? So I'm guessing yeah. we've added some included DLC. Extra. There wasn't any DLC though. Oh, okay. I've got that. I've got code for that sat right in front of me so I can go and investigate. Russia Disney Pixar Adventure 50 for a thousand. The usual ACA Neo Geo. King of Fighters 97. There must be about 30 King of Fighters. <laughs> yeah, they really are. They're all the same <laughs> as well. Uh, that's 12 achievements. 8-Bit Adventure Anthology Volume 1, 18 for 1,000. Super Lucky's Tale, that's 23, I think. Did you say it's an easy 1,000 rand? Seven Which hours, game? did you say? Super Lucky's Tale? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, maybe 8 if you want to get... Uh, you got to get all the clovers, all 99 of them. But in my seven hours of play, I got like 85 of them without having to replay it. So yeah, you're probably looking at around eight. Okay. Maybe less if you want to follow uh, the eventual guides that will be put out there. Carly Macca. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dying Reborn, that's 19. 99 Beaters, 39 for 1,000. Assault Android Cactus, that's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> that's got to be an ID game, I guess, 29. <laughs> Uh, Save the light twenty for a thousand nine one one operator. Yeah, nine one one up. <laughs> that sounds exciting. <laughs> uh, Numantia, Numantia fifty four. 
Uh, Outcast Second Contact 39. Occultic 9. I'm guessing. I think that's a Japanese release. Uh, that's 23. And D Blob for 23. And DLC, we've got a pack in Final Fantasy 15. Classic Space Pack in Lego Worlds 5. I think that's the first one. That's 5 for 165. Monster Pack in Lego Worlds, that's 5 for 180. What is with these random amounts? <laughs> <laughs> and then Scary Mode in Perception, that's 1 for 100. Games. 1 for 100. Nice. Okay, new releases. So we've got um, quite a few of those games coming out in the next couple of weeks. We've got Save the Light, 99 Videos, Call of Duty is out today. Tuesday, along with a brand new console, comes uh, Super Lucky's Tale, Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune? Wow, interesting. <laughs> um, Assault Android Cactus which I, I'm sure everyone will be getting straight away Hand of Fate 2 Sonic Forces and Jeopardy there's a lot of like TV shows from the States having games coming out on the same day that's weird uh, 911 Operator comes out next Wednesday uh, ACO Neo Geo Street Hoop and Oculus 9 comes out next Thursday and then Need for Speed which is available on EA Access from today gets a full release next when uh, next Friday Rand do you play racing games? Yeah, I do. I uh, I love I love the Horizon, Forza Horizon series. Okay, did you like Burnout? Love Burnout. Okay, get yourself. Have you got EA Access? I do indeed. Download Need for Speed Payback today. You will thank me the next time you see me. Already ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. I already have. I'm lo- I'm looking forward to Need for Speed Payback. I enjoyed the last one. Yeah, me too. Uh, this one's so even I'm better kind of from what I've played. Good, good, good. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thank you. I, I had a really good time talking with you guys uh, about Fantastic. everything. It was fun. Okay. Well, we we'll hope to have you on again soon. Um, Dave, your Xbox One X will be arriving next week. Yes, but I won't be here, Rich. No, I know. I've put Dave, <laughs> I've put Dave Trip away on Xbox uh, Xbox One X launch day, so <laughs> he's going to have a console set at home that he's not going to be able to play. And what a shame! But um, I will be enjoying my Xbox One X this weekend. <laughs> um, and we'll speak to you all next week. If you're getting an Xbox One X, enjoy it. It is a wonderful piece of kit. Final part of the code before oh, we go. Yes, before we go. <laughs> the rest of Air Memories of Old. Is HTFR7 K7TKZ. Awesome. Okay, we will speak to you all next week. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Bye. Later. <laughs>